Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show here on PodcastJuice.net. I be Michael Dean, and joining me today is Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer. How are you? Man, late night last night, got into it in the middle of some political intrigue up here, man. So uh, I'm learning and I'm experiencing it. It's interesting. <laughs> All right. Political intrigue. Interesting. Political intrigue. Oh, yes. All right. And also joining us today is Mr. Ant Pooh. Sir, how are you? Uh, it was a great week, and it's pretty hot and warm down in L.A. All right. Also, it's hot and warm. Okay. There, there you go. Also joining us, last but not least, is Mr. Q Storm. Sir, how are you? <clears throat> I just got back from my first shooting competition. I shot, I hit two chickens, three pigs, four rams, and two turkeys. So I'm good. good. Now, are those good? like live animals? or? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have all kind of rights I'm groups not, after us. <laughs> I'm not getting it all. I'm not that deep into the woods. Okay. Yeah, no, it's a steel shoot, steel, steel silhouette shooting. Okay. Now, what were you shooting? What, what kind of weaponry? AR-15. Well, <clears throat> I, I, I might do that in a couple weeks. Uh, no, I had a 229 Legion Sig handgun, nine millimeter. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, gun owners doing their thing now you were uh that just reminds me there was the big nra uh thing where was that at when trump spoke i think i'm sure it was texas was in Texas. Okay. <laughs> well i know that one of the, the uh things he was saying in his speech i saw on the news is that he was thanking uh kanye west oh yeah of course kanye yeah yeah so uh yeah, yeah. here here we go it's uh washington post uh, president trump said in his speech to the national rifle association on friday that his support among black americans has increased since hip-hop artist kanye west expressed his support for him um he said quote kanye must have some power because you probably saw i doubled my african-american poll numbers trump said we went from 11 to 22 in one week. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kanye. Thank you. When I saw the number, I said, that must be a mistake. How can that have happened? Uh, this article is actually questioning those numbers. Um, but yeah, man. So, of course, this week, you know, a lot of the big story has been Kanye West. Uh, and his. I guess he's been sort of bubbling in the media for the last couple of weeks uh you know he's been coming out uh showing his support for donald trump uh he's been pictured with the make america great hat doing a lot of tweets then he had a uh, interview with uh charlemagne the god uh, i didn't watch all of it it was pretty long but it seemed like that interview was going good and sort of at least letting people understand his mindset whether or not you would have agreed with what he said but then i think that same day later that day he went on to tmz live and just showed the f out hey. uh, and you know really just dug a hole and i think that the takeaway comment that he had on there is where he said you know slavery was a choice you know i'm paraphrasing and you know it was a brother on there uh who pushed back on kanye and you know it was pretty much telling him what a lot of us would probably say to him uh but it's just a, it's just a whole bunch of men I mean, he don't went from one extreme he don't went from one thing 
to the next. I think to me, you know, it's two songs that sum up his whole situation, in my opinion. One is Ice T's You Played Yourself and uh, Ice Cube, both West Coast artists, and Ice Cube's True to the Game. You know, those lyrics seem to speak exactly on his situation. Uh, I'll just say this, man. I pretty much agree with what everybody else said. He, he's, he sounds like he's lost to me. He sounds like he's out of his depth a little bit. And only thing I could say to him, anybody, you have your own opinions. I just think for him, just, you know, what what my man saying? Uh, again, Ice Cube. Hey, yo, Dre, stick to producing. And I would say the same thing to Kanye. Hey, yo, Kanye, stick to producing. Do what you do. Does that mean that he can't say his views? No, you can. But I think you have to uh, read a book, like get educated first if you're going to try to drop knowledge. At least audio books. (laughs) Or something. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to, you know, my man Ice-T said, oh, uh, you trying to be smart, you know, talk to Big Daddy when you go to some of these people who can be respected or Chuck D. You, you need to, if you're going to try to act like you're going to try to school people and come with, uh, you know, theories and psychology and all this happy, then have some game about what you're doing and, and have something that back up what you're saying. Otherwise, you just kind of look like you're just running your mouth and you're like, eh, slow your roll, homeboy. And that's and again, I, I want to be clear. It's not to say like was remember when I was at uh uh what's my man, the basketball player, LeBron. You know, he came out a little while ago and the and the, the news lady was like, just shut up and dribble or something. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that when you if you're gonna try to educate and you're trying to be trying to be smart, homie, you know, come well, with some receipts and know what you're talking about because there's gonna be people that are gonna check you. Uh, if you don't, if you're not thorough, so that's what I would say to Kanye, man. And, and you know, we, yeah, you're a genius. And listen, I think he's a genius on producing music. On that, I don't necessarily think he's a genius on trying to break down social political, you know, talking points. That's just me. But anyway, I have I've done enough talking. I want to go to Q Storm first, man. What did you think of all this this Kanye stuff? Uh, my first reaction, and, and I, I fessed up, uh, I think it was on your uh, Facebook page. I, first thing I said was, F this guy. <clears throat> I'm done with him. And then I listened to the whole thing. And he says some things that, it's, it's one of those things where maybe if he did read a little bit more, he might be able to articulate a little bit better. Um, and I, I just think that I, I kind of understood the message that he was trying to say. But he said it so unartfully. He said, uh, and, and a lot of people I know, they've been coming at black folk, coming at me talking about Kanye was spitting jewels. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, he was saying that we are enslaved mentally. And I'm like, okay, I can under, I understand that argument now, like from the 1970s moving forward, maybe. But that's a big difference between saying slavery was a choice. You know, we, we have spending power now. We have black dollars account for billions in the U.S. economy. So we if we are holding us, we may be holding ourselves back now, but we do have power to, you know, to to enact certain agendas. Now we have spending power. Now we have a choice. Maybe we're not making all the right choices, but we have 
choices now that are totally different from what slaves had. <laughs> you know, in other words, they had no choice. So he, he needs to really learn how to articulate what he's trying to say. And he needs to think first before he speaks. So that's my take on him. Yeah. You know, I think it's one thing when you you want to get up there and say that. But when you take into like his whole sort of backstory and, you know, you can't get away from, you know, his family, uh, you know, Kardashians, notorious attention seeking, you know, stealing other people's stuff and trying to present it as their own and all this other foolishness. You can't. So to me, it's just like eh, coming from you. Uh, give me a little <laughs> give me a little bit more <laughs> so I can respect, and understand what you're saying. Because, again, if you go back and look at some of uh, a lot of black celebrities and entertainers who have been on the front line of a lot of social type of situations, you know, they was thorough. You respected them what they were saying, you know, uh, Harry Belafonte's, uh, Kareem, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's been a lot of them that have been Muhammad Ali. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So so we're used to that because, you know, uh, Chuck D, Ice Cube. But I think it got to a certain point where the intelligence or I don't know, just like the respect, you could hear them speaking, you could respect what they're saying. It, It seems to be missing from today's from a lot of, and again, some people, well, there's a Kendrick. Yes, there are a few. But I'm talking about for these cats on the super mainstream, you don't really get that same type of like, yo, I'm going to listen to what he's, oh, okay, yeah, he, oh, yeah, for sure. They're not really dropping jewels right now. So when you have a Kanye from where he comes from, like I, I would question him off the rip. I respect him. Hey, you, you married to... Your, you know, your family's a little problematic, man, with the value system. I, I don't know if I'm going to listen to what you got to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you got some cleaning up to do before I can. I mean, nah, so that's all I'm saying. I'd be just like, it, it, and again, it would be no different if I knew him personally on the street. And it was, oh, what's up, man? Yeah, oh, you, yeah. Yeah, you, man. Don't disrespect, homie. But, man, you, you got your wife out there, man. Looking kind of crazy right now. Oh yeah, man. But listen, I got this real estate real estate deal, man, and uh, financial advice I can give you. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm cool, bro. But it was good. <laughs> it's good seeing you, man. You, you you be all right, homie. All right. So that's my life. I'm like, eh, why well, won't listen to you? You can't even. You you're, and this is gonna sound crazy, but man, your father-in-law, big bro. That that shit is crazy. B. He, oh, you talking about Chris? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 All right, man. God bless you. Oh, damn. Kate, you don't want Caitlin, right? Wow. <laughs> you wouldn't go there, Mike. Which, which, I'm just <laughs> help me understand that first before you give me life advice. That's all I'm exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, but anyway, big sexy man. What's your take? You know, when a person wants to indulge in you know intellectual pursuits and you know discourse the first thing they have to do is establish their own credibility now that's not necessarily done with a you know stack of degrees or anything as long as you've got your credibility in that area or established credibility in the past you know you have you have some um some valid I guess credibility to your to your discussion, but 
Kanye has never been one to do that. He's been more sensationalistic. It's been like his his uh, in-laws. All they're about is the TV. And in today's climate, you know, you can say something on a social media as a celebrity, and it blows up and gains traction. Now, his talk with Charlemagne, you know, I didn't watch the whole thing either. But again, it was level-headed. He He tried to say a few things. And some of the things he said, while not popular, you know, again, that's his opinion, and you can't rip a guy for an opinion. But then he walks over to TMZ's offices and shows up. Now, the the guy who confronted him, you know, was in a really untenable position because it's like, this is Kanye West, and who's the guy on TMZ? No one really knew him before today. I'm not saying... He's not a celebrity in his own right, but I don't watch TMZ, so I don't know. But the way he handled the whole situation, he didn't make it personal. He didn't resort to any attacks. He's like, look, man, this is how it is. This is why your position is flawed. And he broke him down. Now, on the other side of the the ledger, people in general give Kanye too much attention. The guy, look. I'm I'm going to have to disagree with Mike on that whole genius comment. <laughs> but the guy is an accomplished, you know, entertainer. That's, and that's fine. And if that's what you're going to do, great. Do that. But if you're going to try to get out there in the position of cats like Arthur Ashe and, you know, Jim Brown, no. No, you're, you ain't that dude, man. Just because you have the audience doesn't mean you have the skill or the credibility. So Kanye, and that's not one more thing. Kanye has gone on record lately and said, I don't read. Right there, we got a problem. Okay, right there, we got a problem. Now, I'm not one for audiobooks, but dude, give me something. Bring some receipts, bring some research, bring something to show where you're coming from. Otherwise, he's blowing smoke. And that's all this guy's doing. Yeah, and I, you know, last thing is, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's promo. You got yep. album coming out. Just let me get out here and spark it up. Uh, Aunt Pooh, take us home on this. There are a couple of troubling things that he said and did that just let me know that he's full of shit and, you know, <laughs> we, we shouldn't mess with him. Uh, one of the things is uh, earlier when he was talking to Harry and, uh, no, I'm sorry, Harvey and the other guy with the dreads, he, he, just regurgitated a number of the right-wing Republican conservative talking points. Obama was in office in eight years, and how did the black community do? Look at black-on-black crime, look at Chicago, look at unemployment. And I'm just thinking, you know, you need to be G-checked for that because one of the codes is, what, what are you doing talking on what the next man did if you don't have a record of what you did? And Kanye, we all know Kanye loves him some Kanye. So if Kanye was out in them streets trying to stop the crime in Chicago, oh yeah, by the way, he's from Chicago. He reps it hard. But I don't I don't remember seeing one video, one video vlog, a blog, an Instagram, a Snapchat of him out in those streets trying to stop any of that. I didn't see him out talking about promoting while well, he's promoting all the albums that came out in those eight years under Obama. I didn't see not one time him promoting a career fair or I'm hiring or me and Jay-Z got together. We have these internships or these jobs at Rock Nation. None of that. 
And then the other thing that was really like, okay, this dude is really fucked up, is he's on national television putting across his platform with White Daddy, with TMZ, not on uh, Revolt, not on TV One, not on BET, which is still White Daddy, but at least it's, it's got a little black people working there. He's on TMZ, and what he did to Van Lathan, I don't know if you guys caught it, was so bullshit. When Van Lathan hit him back with that heat, like, yo, what you're doing, he gave that nice uh, speech to him. He came back and said, he's like, I want to give you a hug, but I think you want to fight me. And to me, it was like to characterize another black man like that because, okay, he got a little bit loud. He was very animated. He was angry. But to characterize a black man in his place of work as dangerous and violent, I was like, Kanye, you ain't shit for that. So I think we should be done. And one other thing about the intellectualism of Kanye, he famously said he was in a room uh, with the designers when he was going through that bullshit about I spent $20 million to get my designing clothes done and I've been broke. And I'm like, well, dude, look at the shit you came up with. But that's another story. He famously said, I was in a room with a bunch of people over 35 years old. There's nothing anybody over 35 can tell me. So how the fuck are you up there big up in Trump? That dude is 70 plus. So Kanye ain't making no sense all the way around. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, what, what I, I had to laugh at him. I'm like, why are you playing yourself when you start talking about, I had liposuction. <laughs> what? Bro, who the fuck? What, what kind of game is that? Then he tried to foist it off. I had liposuction because of y'all. Trying to look good for y'all. Yeah. Well, that means- See, I wasn't mad about him saying the liposuction. It's that he tried to blame yeah. the public for it. He, he, that means you're you're saying you're the lost one. <laughs> if you feel like you had to go under the knife instead of going to the gym, you're the lost one, not us. Liposuction. What you doing <laughs> getting liposuction? Man, you'd be surprised how many celebrity males get some form of plastic surgery, including lipo. All right, girls. I would be surprised because that is... <laughs> Listen, man, I, whatever, do what you got to do. But it's just, that's just, again, that's what, if Kanye's on some other stuff, man. It's not the same Kanye from back in the days, you know, college dropout and all that stuff. That's where I was really feeling it. But, you know, no no disrespect to him. He's just on another plane. He, he's in a different world. He's rolling around, you know, with different types of people. He's got more money. And to me, a lot of the stuff he's talking about and doing is the things that, you know, a different caliber or different level of society deals in, you know, and where, you know, he's got other options so he can look at it and yeah, there's no racism or, you know, it's a choice. You know, those are those types of things you can hear those people saying because they got money. They don't have to do shit. They ain't got to deal with a lot of things that other people deal with. And that's where he sound like he's just in that realm. Excuse me, he's in that realm of thought and those people, so he can get out there and sell that crazy shit. He's just regurgitating <clears throat> probably a lot of the stuff he hears when he be around, you know, his peoples or whatever. Hey, Kanye, man, I mean, what's going on, man? Uh, what's going on with your people, man? I mean, Black Panther was a box office success. I mean, we've done it, man. You know, what? 
anyone can do it now, right? You know, you know, free thinking, man. You know, then I had to deal with real world people that go to work and, you know, some of the racism that happens out here and different things. They're just in a whole different thing. So he's just, you know, he's on saying, you know, his wife, you know, they, they were very much out there uh, exploiting themselves for the dollar. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. And of course, he sees Trump probably like, yeah, that's, that's get it, you know. Trump did it too. That means I can do it. <laughs> so, you know, he's just trying to do I just say, you have to take all that in context. So when you hear him open his mouth, you understand where he's coming from. He's like, yeah, that's that nigga crazy, whatever. I ain't, I ain't even gonna listen to that. What's the song sound like? It's good? Okay. You know, but this also is where we're at, man, with artists today. They got to do the most to promote their music. You know, it ain't just about just dropping. Some of them, they just drop the music. I, and I don't listen to these guys, but I give shout out to like J. Cole, Kendrick, uh, shit, even J for that matter. They just drop the music. They ain't out here, you know, having to say all this other crazy shit to get you to pay attention to the music or, oh, I'm, you know, my sexuality is this now. Here go my music. <sighs> is the music dope? <laughs> is the music dope? That's it. That should speak for itself. So, but that's where we're at, man. Everybody got to do all this extra shit to get you to pay attention because they lacking. They know that music ain't really fire like that. It ain't like, you know, where they could just let it drop and let it speak for itself. So that, but that's where we're at, man. You know, um, shout out to Janelle Monet. But, uh, yeah. All right. Enough of Kanye. Fuck him. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, as soon as that album hits gold or platinum, we'll be right back on the, on the bandwagon. Right back on the Kanye train. I, I won't, but yeah, you're right though. Most people, most people, some people probably will, but I'm good. I'm, I was good a long time. I mean, ago. listen, if, if R. Kelly's still selling records, I mean, is he still selling records? Oh, God. I didn't. I thought he. I seem like I remember hearing about him in the news and we definitely well, tours. Uh, definitely, yeah, he tours. Touring. And people, somebody's buying them seats, man. Yeah, man, no doubt. And now you know. Now they're. You know, turning the heat up on R. Kelly. What was it called? Hashtag mute R. Kelly, I think. Yep. From the, the people who brought you me too. Listen. I, I, I'm all for it. Uh, because, as I've always said for me personally, he needs to be shut down. Uh, there's no reason he should be successful with all of the stuff that has come out. We should have shut him down a long time ago. I'm more mad at us, and I say us, I mean black folks, that we should have just shut him down. We don't, we didn't have to wait for somebody else to come in. The government, we should have said, you know what, we're not. This guy is a predator to our babies. He's done. But, you know, I get it. We get sucked into the music. You know, a lot of uh, female fans. Are, you know, it just listen. There was a number. Uh, they did a number on us. So I can understand the self-hate and, you know, we want to hate each other or, oh, that bitch, she chose to get one there. That's, that's what they want to do, you know, and that's coming from some women because there's the main ones that was buying his stuff and supporting him on his tours. There's the same ones that would just tell you, oh, them girls wanted it or that's what, you know, they knew what they was getting into. But see, 
that's a false that's like uh you know i understand why they say that because i feel like they did a number on us so that self-hate makes you say some stuff like that but he's the worst enemy to you because he looked just like you and and for older people he's a literally a predator like that's he should be taken out he's to me is worse than the clan because he is one of us and he's not going after grown people we're going after kids so to me he should always be shut down so now in this situation you know they will say well you know this is from the me too you know they don't really care about black blah, blah, blah. true but i, I don't have time to <laughs> if it's gonna stop him going after babies i can never argue against that i, I don't care where it, it could have been trump saying it I still would have been, yeah, well, we'll, on this one, yeah, he got to go. That's just for me personally. You could disagree. And what you think about that, Ant? Ooh, wow. It seems like you're putting me on the spot for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got a view on it. Nah, I don't I don't fuck with me, too. But, yeah, you're right on everything. I mean, I where am I supporting R. Kelly? If anything, I think it's your people that still want to two-step to uh, step in the name of love. Your mm. people, okay. Your people. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem. Everybody still need to step. Chicago stepping and all that bullshit. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's a tough thing. That's been a tough thing for anybody is do you separate the actions, personal behavior of an artist from their work, right? Absolutely not. I mean, let's just be honest. Um, okay, I guess I'm going to go ahead and let's, go ahead and do myself. Um, I'm on the Prince podcast. Oh, yeah. What's wait 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 wait? wait. Where, are you, where are you about to go with this? Let's go. Yeah, uh, this is gonna be very interesting. There's some branding at stake here. <laughs> well, we can, well, we can, well, we can cut it out there. No, say what you want to say. Go I was gonna say, but at the same time, we no. I will. I will readily admit. You know what? Prince like him young. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like that. Same with R. Kelly. Hey, yeah. Wow. You said illegal, same though. with R. Kelly. Prince, no, I, Prince was illegally going after young. No, 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 no. I said my thought, my thinking process, same with R. Kelly. Just because that motherfucker wrote the love songs, the, the sex tapes to to my 90s doesn't mean like, okay, now, yeah, I'm going to I'm still rock with him. I'm like, nah, I don't listen to none of this shit. Can I, I, thought, I thought Trapped in the Closet, fucking brilliant. They can't listen to it, and no, I don't. I don't support his music. I don't go to his concerts. None of that shit. If y'all want to cancel his ass, cancel his ass. I, I just want to go back to the Prince though. What, what were you saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, because you said because you were making the point that oh, because of his music, we overlook certain things, and I'm like, nah, I don't overlook certain things. That shit gets a side eye from me. But Prince didn't date anyone illegal or have sex. Prince didn't pee on nobody, man. Damn. And didn't he wait for Maite to become eighteen? What did you just say? What he, I waited just... For... he waited. Right. He waited. Okay. So he didn't do anything wrong. Okay, that's still a little side eye. Not against the law. It's not a felony. It's yeah, it's still, it's still side eye. Still not a felony. So you would okay, rather him? You, you would rather him do something no, with her I'm as saying... a young person? I got him understanding. Okay. What? What? Point, wouldn't the right thing to do would be to wait? Yeah, but right thing to be thing to do wouldn't be uh, as we say getting on the ground floor before waiting for her to turn eighteen. Why is that wrong? Why is that right? 
you scooping, you checking out a minor? I'm like, okay, yeah, she's looking good. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wait till that, that well, gets right at 18. Clear. Uh, so are you insinuating that he knew she was too young when he was out looking for a too young girl and then said, oh, I know she's underage. Like he was actually actively going out looking for a young girl. I think he saw her and saw someone who was attracted, found out she was young, said, oh, shit, I can't do nothing with that. I'll wait. Exactly. And you don't find anything wrong. Well, that's it. If he's not going out looking for a 16-year-old, then I don't feel anything wrong with that. I don't believe he knew she was that age when he first saw her. How would he know? Well, uh, okay, to be fair, you could probably say, well, he should have just kept it pushing and moved on completely. Yes. But... To compare him to R. Kelly in any way, shape, or form. Did I, I did I compare him? You did. I think you, you said it's like R. Kelly. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, R. Kelly is driving around the high schools in Chicago picking <laughs> girls up to jump in the limo. That's somebody actively going after underage girls at a fucking school. Versus a guy, I'm only speaking on the mighty situation. Who sees her at a concert? So that's my future wife. He don't even know who she is. Don't know her age. You see some girl he thinks is attractive. Comes to find out, okay, this girl's underage. Mom, can she come over? Yeah, as as a parent, I I I could give the side eye to the parent, <laughs> right? But as a man, he's being respectful. He's asking you, and you just he's coming over. And he ain't touching the girl. Okay, I'll see you in a few years. Mm, okay. Again, I side eye the parent. Okay. But that's just me. Now, am I giving him more of a pass? There might be a little bit more in that. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna keep it one thousand. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I will concede that a little bit. But yeah, I wouldn't compare him to R. Kelly at all. That's. I think that's a little wild there. And I apologize, ladies, for, ladies and gentlemen, for me taking all these long pauses and shit. I am like suffering from a <laughs> serious fucking toothache. So when I'm very agitated and I have to keep drinking water. Uh oh. Um, all right. Somebody, somebody gonna catch a two-piece for the show. It's over. <laughs> uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, man, Avengers: Affinity War is still doing blockbuster business. It is about to cross the billion-dollar uh mark this weekend actually and it's second week so let me take an L because I didn't think it would do as successful as Black Panther and at least on worldwide scale it is going to get to a billion a lot faster than Black Panther did or any other movie for that matter uh even surpassing The Force Awakens so it's doing exceptionally well uh no doubt about it. But we never really got to hear from Big Sexy on what his thoughts on the movie were. So, uh, Big Sexy, what would you think of Avengers Infinity War? Well, first things first, you know, you get your money's worth. I'll tell you that. It's a long one. Mm-hmm. It's a nice and long film. Uh, it was action from start to finish. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. Uh, it's like Ann said, if you're, if you're going in there looking for Black Panther Part 2, yeah, you're not getting that. Sorry. But a lot of things that you guys talked on the podcast about when you reviewed it, uh, I was not there because I hadn't seen it, but I saw the same things. You know, 
the one thing that really stands out is how the Hulk didn't want to come out. What? You know, I've been reading Marvel comics for 45 years now, and I have never seen the Hulk run like a punk. Now, granted, at the beginning of the film, Thanos, who was already, you know, hyped up with this power gem, you know, put a beating on the Hulk that I ain't never seen before. But Hulk usually is the king of, oh, really? Well, that's just going to make me mad. And the matter I get, you know what time it is. But this Hulk, they're trying to bring him out. No, I'm not coming out. He went out like a sucker. That's all it is. Hulk looks like a bully who got his ass beat and doesn't want to come back to the playground. So I didn't like that. Uh, I liked how they had how they had Shuri, you know, doing a lot of the Vision Stone or the Mind Stone from Vision. I questioned putting Banner in Hulkbuster. Now Banner is a you know very very talented guy, but tech isn't his field. He is a scientist. He is a chemist, biochemistry person. He does radiation type work. Tech is not his area. So the fact that they stuck him in Hulkbuster, that's bullshit. And the fact that, you know, when, when Shuri pulled his card, you're like, why didn't you do this? I don't know how. True. He doesn't. That's not his area. I don't like the visual of Captain America look, looking like a hipster bum with that beard and no shield. Hated that. Um... Uh, same thing with Thor. Didn't like that. I like Spider-Man. And Doctor Strange stole the show. You know, when they showed up at the Sanctum, starting that nonsense, it's like, let me handle this. And he is really breaking out from the from the pack of the secondary Avengers characters. I mean, secondary is not Hulk, not Cap, not Iron Man, not Thor. Well, Thor's secondary. But, you know, Strange is really making his move. I really enjoyed how they did the effect when Thanos decided to take out half the universe. And it was just like in the book. Mm. There was no, there was no talking about it. They just crumbled away. And the way they shot it near the end was clearly setting up for another film. But when Peter Parker went, that was rough. That was rough. But at the same time in the, post credits sequence when Nick Fury when he when he was about to go he put in that call and a lot of people in the theater around me asked me what's that what's that they had the Captain Marvel logo on this little, little Nick Fury phone I'm like okay here we go now it's about to get down um, so based on seeing that couple of things stills from her upcoming movie I'm ready to get, I'm ready to get, get it on again now, conversely, though, the Ant-Man and the Wasp film that's coming up in a couple of months, don't care. Not interested. Have you seen the new trailer they just dropped? I have not seen the newest trailer, no. The new trailer looks actually made me kind of really want to see the movie. It looks kind of fun. I was like, okay. I don't know. Has anybody else seen that new trailer? Yeah, I did, but yeah, I'm not hyped for it. Hmm. Okay. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if I've seen the new trailer or not. Um, but uh, I mean, the old trailer. The the last trailer I remember was it ends with um, some. Uh, they get someone throws a Pez dispenser at at a uh, bad guy. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. 
this new one's a lot different to me. I think it shows more action and more different stuff. Like it starts off, it's kind of funny because Ant-Man's getting big and he's just kicking cars and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and then they show the villain, actually. Uh, was it Ghost or something like that? Uh, looked like some woman. Is that like Michelle Pfeiffer? People are saying Michelle Pfeiffer's in this movie. Yeah, she was supposed to play, um, what is her name? Janet Van Dyne, uh, Hope's mother. <sighs> so maybe the big reveal is that that's who that is. Okay. Janet Van Dyne is whose mother? Hope Van Dyne's mother. Um, Hank Pym's uh, wife. Oh, the original Wasp. Yeah. The real Wasp. And then they had uh, Lawrence Fishburne. And it made it sound yes. like he was Goliath or something like that? Yeah, Bill Foster. Okay. What? Bill Foster comes on. Okay, let's do some Avengers history now. Back in the 60s, during the original run of the Avengers, uh, in issue 28, Hank Pym had come back to the team, got stuck at 10 feet tall. Couldn't figure it out. So he calls in his buddy, Bill Foster, another uh, scientist, to help deal with the um, situation. Eventually, they, they cure him right around issue, I want to say 46, 47, right around there. And then Bill Foster took the growth serum, worked some of the kinks out of it, and became, I hate saying this, but, but it, was the, it was the 70s, he was Black Goliath. Right yeah, on. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, that book was terrible. And then they changed his name to Giant Man in Marvel 2 and 1. And after that, they changed his name back to Goliath, but kept the Marvel, kept the, uh, giant, the new Giant Man costume. And then in a decision of complete horse shit, had him killed during Civil War by a Thor clone. I hated that. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, so I'm, I'm looking for it. In, in the, it was, uh, they made a good use of the Rob Bass song, It Takes Two. I was featured in that uh, trailer as well. But yeah, man, Avengers Infinity War. I'm going to try and check it out one more time. I want to see it in IMAX and get that in. But uh, Can I just say one thing about Ant-Man? Yeah, go ahead. The one issue I had, it, there was an article I put up on Facebook which I think they were on the money. And that is, you know, seeing the end of um, Avengers Infinity War, then going to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's like, I just don't, as much as I want to see it, it's like, I, I'm not going to really feel it because I know that this is taking place some somewhere between, uh, what was the last film? Ragnarok, I guess, and, and uh, Infinity War. And it's like, I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying. It's like having an out of linear presentation. It just kind of takes something away from it for me. Yeah, I can kind of see that a little bit. I mean, I kind of feel that way with Black Panther, though. <laughs> also, well, as much as I enjoyed the Avengers movie, I would have loved if he was a lot more involved in that. You know, coming off of the, his movie, uh, and he's you know sideline in this movie. And I would love the next movie to just be Black Panther, but obviously I got to wait. I mean, that's the sort of the good and bad of having a shared universe. Every movie is not going to be, you know, the shit. And you're going to have some bigger moments. And then, you know, because they're 
pre-plan these things you, well, you got to sit through and watch this like i always feel like that about the thor movies you know, like yeah okay i don't really care about thor that much in these movies so i gotta sit through and watch this movie because it's the next one coming you know uh same with ant-man but i feel like that way especially with the tv show <laughs> like and where's the avengers at? i don't really want to see this or the so, tv show what tv i'm talking about the marvel shows oh like i feel that same way with that like yeah it's a part of this but how can i go back and watch this when this other shit is on a different level you know same with infinity war such a great movie compared to at least we think you know the spectacle of okay you got to go watch ant-man now maybe ant-man is going to be good i don't know but i i that's i agree with what you're saying but i feel that way with a lot of their movies um so that's the, the, the gift and the curse, I guess, of Marvel. But uh, I, I, that's what I wanted to ask you. What do you guys think about Avengers 4? Um, and when I was thinking, like, how would they market that one? I guess the thing they could pull to market this one is it's the, the original team back together, I guess. Or, you know, find out what happened. But I was thinking... Because there was a lot of things we didn't see in this new movie. We didn't see Captain America or Iron Man come back together and, and figure out their situation. We didn't see the team really Avengers Unite or Symbol and come and really fight. They didn't show us those. So I imagine they're saving that for the next one. So I imagine like that would be sort of the big sort of push. It's like the Avengers are going to unite and come together and we'll see the clip of Tony and uh, cap, you know, do they give each other a dapper or, you know, somebody, Tony's going to throw cap the shield. I would imagine. Right. Yeah. Here you go. It'd be like on predator. When, uh, <laughs> it was that classic scene in predator when our uh, Schwarzenegger and, and, uh, Carl Weathers first meet Dylan, you son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> and then it focuses in on their hands together. Like, Tony, you son of a bitch. But, the clasping hands and the bicep shots. There you go. <laughs> uh, get this man a shit. You know, he'll finally get the shield. And I would imagine there'll be some Black Panther material. I mean, Black Panther materializing and Spider-Man coming back. But what do you guys think they're going to do for the next movie? Well, people are going to die, unfortunately. Because granted, he wiped out half the universe. Some will come back. You know, they'll get him back somehow. And then the, at the end, the big throwdown, after he gets the shield back, everybody's not coming home. And I've said before that this film was like, uh, and I'm not a Star, Star Wars head, so if I get the sequence wrong, I, I apologize. This movie was like, you know, Empire Strikes Back. Because isn't that the one where it ended with, you know, Solo and the Carbonite? Yes. Yep. yes. yes. Same yes. thing happened here. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing happened here. You know, Avengers get half the universe gets wiped out. That's not the end of the story. So they're going to come back, figure it out, you know, take him on, but everybody's not going to make it. And I, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Either Iron Man or possibly Pepper ain't going to make it. Hmm. Interesting. Because the minute they started talking about, <laughs> you know, their future and, you know, having a child, right then, you know, one of them ain't going to make it. 
Yeah, that's a good yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody was saying that when Tony finally makes it back to Earth, he's gonna go look for Pepper and she's gone. And he's gonna see a pregnancy stick that said positive on it. Yep. Wow. That'd be totally messed up. But my my uh speculation is I think Gamora's not dead, that her soul was transferred to the soul stone. And I don't know how, but since that's when he met Gamora as a kid, that's why she's manifested in the soul stone as that. So unfortunately, they're gonna I feel like they're gonna bring her back. And then the other thing I'm thinking is, is that all the people that faded away, that they're not technically dead, but they're in the soul stone. And they're gonna and Mark, you read Infinity Gauntlet. I think they're gonna merge together to disrupt the soul stone and take the gauntlet off of Thanos' hand. That's my guess. No, I agree. I, I've forgotten that, you know, at some point people do get wind up in the soul stone because that's more of the Adam Warlock, you know, uh, direction it went. But no, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think somebody is in the soul stone and that's where Gamora is because she can't stay in there because as much as I'm not a fan, Guardians does sell and she's part of that team. Now, if they come out and introduce, you know, Warlock and Pip now, it would be a little anticlimactic. And I think Warlock is an FF character anyway. So I don't think they can do that. Well, they can because they started they uh, started to tease at the end of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Hmm. Uh, they had his cocoon. But yeah, I think as I know how the story goes where those that were killed come back. But for me, I, I, I think some of them sh- that f- took the fade shouldn't come back. And absolutely, Heimdall, Loki, Gamora, and Vision should not come back. Another theory out there is that um, when Shuri was working on removing the stone, that when she was tinkering with some stuff, because uh, I can't think of his name, but uh, the guy that broke into the Wakanda tech office, whatever, um, but she made she tinkered a little bit. There's a lot of people theorizing that she downloaded vision's essence somewhere and that they're going to bring him back in a different body maybe that white body from the 90s which to me again would be bullshit hold it hold it hey i said it's a theory i ain't said it's true one thing about vision and i'm gonna sound very cold-blooded here but so be it you can't kill him he is an android you just restart him oh man whoa 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 you know i'm right as far as that body, the, they bleached the skin on that body during the John Byrne West Coast Avengers run, and that was a result of you know his being tinkered with by the Scarlet Witch and being completely disassembled by S.H.I.E.L.D. But again, he's not dead. He can come back. Hmm, okay. Heimdall is an immortal. I don't know if they're, if they're doing the Thor movies, so they, they may not even address that. They may just let us you know, think he's dead, and if they do another Thor film, they'll deal with it there. So you may be right on him not coming back. Man, if it was up to me, I would have them go ahead and kill off that Idris character so they could just bring him back as Blade. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but what if, uh, if somehow in this Captain Marvel movie they set up the whole Skull Cree thing? And then they try to tell us that all the heroes who died were just scrolls. <laughs> no, that, that, that's doing too much. No, no. 
That would be doing no. too much. People would just lose their mind. Like, what you mean the like the secret invasion? Yeah, deal? No. you know, it's just, no. <laughs> they're all over. They were on another planet. Those were all the doppelgangers. Yeah. And then they would, they'd be like, look, we planted little seeds in all the movies back then that little weird ticks that you missed that they were actually not the real people. That would be some bullshit. That, that would be uh, that would be some bullshit. <laughs> <That'd> be, <laughs> bull, cow, pig shit. <laughs> and oh, so let me remind let me let me tell everybody to recommend recommend to everybody go watch <clears throat> Black Avengers three, Infinity War. Trust me, you will enjoy this. This is a, a black version of the Avengers Infinity War movie, fully acted out, special effects. <laughs> But with all the foolishness, <laughs> it's hilarious. Are they, play, are they playing the Avengers characters that we know? Or are they from the different? movie? Yeah, just just like the movie. But but but, but you know, highly highly foolish. But it's hysterical. Highly foolish. <laughs> yeah, highly foolish. I'm trying to be politically correct. Um, but yeah, anyway, Black Avengers three Infinity War. Trust me. All right. I'm sorry. Oh, one last thing. Yep. If it, because I'm sure there's going to be some time pass. I'm hoping they're not going to do the whole, um, they're going to reverse everything and people don't know any of this took place. I'm hoping that they're not. But if people remember that T'Challa faded away, I want some, when he does come back, I want somebody to get in his ass. Like, why did you let open up a kind of to these white people and bring all that bullshit to us? That needs to be said. All right. Um, first of all, if when they bring him back, uh, I don't think it's a question of bringing bullshit to anybody because Thanos was going to do what he was going to do anyway. So people all across the universe were going to go. But the so, thing is that they brought the vision. They allowed the vision to come to Wakanda. So the question is, why would you? Why did you allow the vision to come here and bring all that shit so that they would have to chase him here? Doesn't matter. They could have chased him to anywhere. The, the end result would have been the same. That's true, but Wakanda wouldn't have got fucked up. I mean, I mean, property wise and all that. Aside, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because there, there's a meme out there where uh, uh, T'Challa's looking at Steve saying, "Y'all couldn't have took his ass to Brooklyn." Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I see both points, but I guess at the end of the day, if T'Challa still would have faded. That's right. So maybe it's a, where I'd rather fight for mine than just let leave it up to somebody else, and and I just. Fail. But did, did T'Challa even know what was going on? I mean, he didn't know about Thanos and this whole thing about killing half the half the people. In well, the I don't universe. think any of them knew that. I don't think any of the people that were there in Wakanda knew. I mean, I don't think Captain America knew that either, did he? No, I think he he did because uh, remember Banner knew all the information because he had the conversation with Strange and Stark at the beginning. Yeah, but they're paying Banner as an idiot. So I don't know if, they, if he really... He's not an idiot. He's, yeah, not, he's, right. he's an idiot. You're right, Mark. You're right. Yeah. Well, you know what they always can do? You know, and it works. It worked in the comics. I just said, was it one more day? Oh, that didn't work. <laughs> <What's> that? <laughs> what was that? It was the uh, what was that? Mark it was a Spider Man. Spider Man. Right, right after Civil War, you know, and Aunt May and then was all gonna get killed. Spider Man did the deal with the devil, and then they reversed everything. Yep. 
So, I mean, that was really the best they could come up with. <laughs> they could do that with you this know, movie. Really, Aunt just May- to bring Aunt May back? Come on. Aunt May must be 400 years old. She takes <laughs> a slug in the chest, and she ain't dead. Really? Tough, man. Tough. Ugh. One more they day. ain't making white women like they used to. Wow. All right. Shifting gears once again. Once again. Oh, I want to talk about some tech stuff, man. Netflix. Byron Allen. This is an interesting article from Variety. Let me read a little bit of, that, of this. Landmark Theaters, a high-end chain known for its art house offerings, has been quietly on the market for some time. But this week, two would-be buyers emerged as potential suitors, Netflix and Byron Allen. Uh, the names of both companies floated in the press. Uh, seismic changes happening in the movie industry uh, at a time when ticket sales are on decline. Owning a theater doesn't have the same profitability margins it once had, but there are other perks that could appeal to unconventional owners. Um, and let me throw in, I think from uh, Netflix's point of view, would be this is a way that they can get their movies that they produce to be shown in the theaters to really be considered for Oscars and things of that nature. Uh, but I would take it a step further. And I have to pause again. I'm sorry. Is that uh, to me, in a Netflix or even an Amazon could really change the game if they bought a movie chain, a movie theater chain. And here's some of the things I think would be interesting that they could do that would put some pressure on the game. A Netflix, they could be like, listen, we could come up with a deal where the movie is free to our subscribers. You know, you just got to pay for the concessions. But if they could figure out a way where it's like, shit, we're already spending $90 million to make these Will Smith movies and vice versa. We could put them in the theaters. We could still maybe show other regular movies on some of the other screens that you would have to pay for. But just imagine the allure to a customer to be able to say, yo, man, you can go to the movies for free. It's a first-come, first-served basis. You reserve your seat, and you can see one of these Netflix movies at the theater. And you're already, and maybe they say, you know, I don't know what the normal Netflix price is if it's like 10 bucks. Maybe the, this option would be, I'm just saying, like 20 or something. I don't know. And they were like, for 20 bucks, you get regular Netflix, but then you can also go see the shit at the theaters and get that experience. I think that would be that would be some shit. And the same way, like another company I could see doing it would be Amazon for their prime members. They could be like, fuck that. Let's just buy a a chain. (laughs) And you know what? Make the movies free, but we get first run movies in there too. But again, just as they did with the book game and certain things, we're going to sell the tickets at a far lower rate than normal theaters would. So, yeah, you can go see that Amazon movie that you probably didn't really want to see anyway, but we could watch it free in the theaters. Or you could go see Avengers 4, and instead of paying $15 for the ticket, all our tickets are $7.99. Right? That, that would change. They would, there would be so much hate. <laughs> but again, I, my thing is, these companies like Amazon, particularly Amazon and Netflix, they can take, the, they, they can take that upfront supposed L because they want to get market share, right? And they already, their real goal is to get you to pay that prime member money 
because that's guaranteed money every month. You may not even go to the movies. But they would get you on that. And of course, once you get into that ecosystem, what you say, they're going to get you any, you know, oh, home delivery, you know, groceries. And they, we got you. You know, that little nut we may you think we're losing here, we're gaining that by the billions over here. It's nothing. And we disrupted this whole industry as they normally do, right? And it would, it would probably force other movie theaters to be, fuck, we got to lower the prices down to, who, who going to want to come here if the shit is seven ninety nine? Now, there might be some pushback from like a Disney or something. Oh, how dare you? You know, you're showing our movies for a cheaper price. Well, again, Amazon could be like, look, we're going to pay you the same money we would have paid you regardless. So you ain't losing nothing. What you care? You're still going to get the same money you was going to get. We'll take the L. You let us worry about that. But again, it would, it would probably force like these corporations to be like, fuck, we got to get, we got to buy up these movie th theaters because these motherfuckers is taking it over. So anyway, I just want to throw the wild ideas out there. I was curious what you guys thought about some of that kind of shit. I do I, not. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think you're missing a player here, albeit not a large player, but a player nonetheless. I'm thinking at some point Amazon Prime or Netflix will gobble up IMAX and make them part of something like that just for the exclusivity because, you know, the marketing one-on-one is the more you tell someone we have something special and it's only for members, the more people are going to want it. And since Avengers was shot in IMAX, I can see the IMAX chain being gobbled up just like that. Well, yeah, I mean, IMAX is almost at this point a, a licensing brand. You know, a lot of these supposed IMAX theaters in these chains are not, am I, they're not the real IMAX theater. You know what I mean? Like the IMAX screen is three, four story screen, usually at, um, you know, different museums and different places. But the screens that are in those multiplexes are just licensed IMAX screens. So I would imagine if you were, if you so anyone could probably buy the license. Yeah, one of our screens is a little bit bigger than the other ones, and we paid to get that IMX brand on it. So yeah, I mean they would do that. I, I could see them doing that, but in terms of actually buying out IMX itself, yeah, that's certainly a thing. But most of these theaters don't have the true IMX experience; they just have IMX branded screen. Mm, I, I don't. I'm sure you'll correct me in my thinking, but I don't understand. I mean, it seems like to me, it's, it, this is like AT&T Wireless saying, how can we make landline phones better? I, I don't understand. Why are they trying to make a push? They, 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 are, they are wrecking shop on this, the new mode of distribution. Why are they going back to a brick-and-mortar mode when they are on the front lines of why not continue to uh, innovate in the way that Amazon Prime with their uh, their uh, online content and Netflix? And why why are they going back to movie theaters? Why do they care? Well, because the movie theaters are still a very big part of the experience, and it's the same way with Amazon. You, you, you know, they put a lot of book stores out of business but now what is amazon doing actually building brick and mortar bookstores right they understand that there is still a marketplace for the personal 
experience a person walking into the store. But I think what it does, though, to have the actual thing is to say, well, we can push our other things outside of that place. So it's the same reason why Amazon would buy uh, was it Whole Foods. Well, it gives them a retail plant. We can push all of our other stuff out of that location. Right. Uh, so the same with this movie theater. It's a place for all our customers to go. Because they still want to go out, but I, but Mike, the, the difference yeah. I can, the difference I can see between buying a grocery store and buying a movie theater is a movie theater you can show your product maybe at most six times a day, seven times a day, and a grocery store you can load those shelves with as much product that you can get out the door as possible. There's more volume there, so I don't. Well, it's just as much. It's a limited volume on both of them, right? There's only so much shelf space. There's only so many screens you can do, right? Right, but I'm saying there's, you you can only do seven. You can only show seven films at at best a day. Right. But I can I can put fifty cans of Crisco. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's a, still only fifty cans. I mean, there's oh, there's a limit for either way, so it's relative to whatever it is. Again, dollar amount determines if it's valuable or not. Those, those fifty cans of what you just described are not equal to how much those movies generate though. So, I mean, all of them have limits to them, but I guess my point is to say that whatever those limits are, there is a reason that a retail place still works. Again, you could ship out things from that closer location. Doesn't just a movie theater again, it, it cuts them into things that they are sort of still out of. They're still out of being considered legitimate. So I say, well, they are real movies. Matter of fact, we're going to give you the choice to watch them the way you want to watch them. You want to watch them at home? Great. You want to watch them in the theater? Great. We got that too. We got everything. So it builds the brand to say we're wherever you want to be. Right? So let me ask you this. With Amazon specifically, it's like what, 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 do they, what do they want their distribution model to be? And on the one sense, they are trying to innovate. They try to innovate drone delivery. Now they're trying to innovate with these locks you can put on your door where they can get access right. to the door, your front door, open up and leave the, leave the box there so that you don't have to be there. Or they're trying to uh, innovate where you, they can leave. Then the simple answer is, Q, they want to be your, everywhere. That's their, the everything well, look, store. That's saying, their distribution saying, model. Either you want, you, you want people to glom onto a business model where you can go to them or you want them to come to you. It's like that. No, they want one? to be everywhere. That's what they call it. The everything store. That is their original. <laughs> they want to be in all of it. So they don't want to just be an online store. They don't want to just be a brick and mortar. They want to be everywhere. They want to be wherever you are. So they don't want to limit right. themselves to anything. They want to be wherever I am. So why are they building, why are they investing in brick and mortar? Outlets? Because there's some people that want that. That's what I'm saying. They don't want to be just in one place. You will go wherever you want to go. Right. So right. if you want to go to the store and buy some, they want to be there. If you want to have us deliver it, you want to be there. They want to give you every possible option that you could have. They want to be everywhere. So that's why they have, like you said, developing drones. That's why they have the store here. Well, I'm sure they're going to roll that out where you can go to the physical store. You know what? We're going to eliminate all the check stands. You just walk in and grab what you want and walk out. That'd be the ultimate shopping experience. <laughs> so they're, they're going to make sure they're everything. So that's why, but, and for them, they have the money to be able to bankroll it all. And even if this isn't really working right now, and it seems like they're taking an L, they're, they're long planet. Well, we just want you to just buy into it. We, we want to get market share. So even if it doesn't make profit, 
we're going to get you in and we'll wait the five to 10 years until you're ready. But we've already had it all figured out. Just seems a little, I mean, what do I know? It just seems like it's a little all over the place and erratic. Amazon is all over the place, though. But I mean, that's their point, though. But I'm not saying that this is what Amazon is doing because they're not. I was just sort of throwing that. I could see that's them doing that because if you look at their other stuff that they've done before and that they currently do, they get into everything. Some of it doesn't work, right? Some of it does. Remember, they did the Amazon phone for a minute. That was a failure, right? But I'm sure they learned from that. So, okay, we're going to take that and flip into this and figure this out. You know, Amazon got into anime for a second there. Ah, that didn't work. Okay, just roll it into Amazon Studios. Fuck it. It's all the same thing. We're still going to get the people. Oh, we're going to put these books out. Amazon got into the book game, undercut all the book publishers. So we're going to just sell the books at a cheaper rate. We're still going to pay you the same amount you really got. So what do you care? Of course, they cared a lot because they understood that, well, fuck, they're going to get all the customers. They ain't going to force everyone else to not accept nothing but this low price. Same with MoviePass, right? Fuck, if everyone wants to pay this price, it's going to undervalue this. Well, they're hoping that they can hold on long enough that that matters. They may not have the bankroll to do that. But I'm saying... Netflix and or, or Amazon or somebody trying to buy a movie chain, I could see why they would probably want to do that. Same with the well, Byron Allen's case. He probably was like, yo, this is a good business to get into. But if you're somebody who's trying to buy up all this content, if you have a place that you can actually show it all and you own the place where you can see the content and you own the content, it's pretty much a lock. Which a movie chain theater doesn't have the revenue to go the other direction and say, oh, we're going to start buying up content, right? They don't have the money to do that. <laughs> so, just interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's see where else we want to go. Anybody else want to jump in on this? You know, you got to get up to Byron Allen. You know, we've yeah. said this before about this cat. Um, back in the late 70s, early 80s, he was a knucklehead on real people. I hated that show. <laughs> I really did. But he has, you know, really built up a very quiet TV syndication empire. You know, nobody knows he's done it. He's really flown under the radar, but the guy has done very well for himself. Yeah, it says here Brian Allen's Entertainment Studios has also said it's kicking the tires on the landmark deal, which was the theater chain, um, as a way to give the newer distributor a higher profile in Hollywood. But some studios worried about domestic attendance declines, believing they need to more closely align themselves to the theatrical experience. Um, it says Disney owns and operates the historic El Capitan Theater in Hollywood, using it to frequently tout its releases and to host premieres. It's all part of a larger trend where content creators are trying to forge a deeper bond with the consumers. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting to see what happens, but there's got to be something else. You know, there's, there's got to be a way to merge uh, sort of the coming trend of people wanting to see movies at home versus the theaters, but there's still a lot of money in the theaters, right? I mean, that's where they're showing them. So I think 
as these theaters sort of decline, they become more open to be up for sale or to be want to integrate it into something else. And where you would have these big companies that have pretty much buttloads of money you can just say, fuck it, just buy it and make it a part of our thing. You know, we'll milk that down for the next 10 years and transform it into something else. I do believe that movies, theaters do have a place, but it just has to, it's the, the, the model that it is on now. It has to be changed. It's an old way of thinking. You have to have across, you know, sort of uh, consideration to understand what's the time frame of a movie to last here, but, but maybe we can show other types of content here. So I think there's always a place for it, but I think there's need to be some innovation. And I don't think that the movie chains have that innovation in mind, more so than just, oh, let's just put more 3D in here or let's have the seats rumble or something. That's got to go deeper than that. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got something for you. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> Before you transition to the next thing, uh, on the movie theater experience, I was not aware of this, but there's a theater up in Folsom, you know, close to me, that actually serves adult beverages. There's a lot of That's, theaters that do that. I have never heard of that. Oh, uh, yeah. What yeah. do you mean by adult? You mean beer? I mean oh. liquor. Oh, yeah. That's common now. Really? Yeah. yeah. I know there are some that have like the sit-down dinner experience, but I did not know they had full bar liquor licenses as so well. The um, the theater I tend to go to most often, like 90% of the time, across from where you get your popcorn and shit, there's a bar. They wow. got the football game on. They got like three monitors up there. And you get your taste on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is it a well, good thing? That. I mean, I haven't. There hasn't been any fighting yet. And I know y'all gonna try to clown me, but go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, there hasn't there been has, any what? There hasn't been any, uh, you know, like drunken brawls or anything like that. I would assume the drinks, if this is a movie theater, I would assume the drinks are insanely overpriced. Well, yeah. That's like the, the popcorn. Yeah. So people ain't got time for that b- bullshit. <laughs> well, now that's a different story. I, I don't think I've seen, in the last year, I've seen maybe five people at the bar. See? Yeah, there's there's a theater here that has that. They've had it for shit almost ten years, but there's hardly ever anybody in there. I mean, just logistically thinking about it, if you, you you get to the movie just a few minutes before it starts, or maybe at the best thirty minutes, and the people that come to the movies that early are usually not even of age to be drinking anyway because they geeked out on the movie. So that an adult going to the theater early to be buying drinks. This doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense to me because they don't serve the drinks inside the actual you know I you know Mike I, I think I think what it is is since you can now there, there's two theaters near me that have a bar and I think I'm trying to think it yeah I think the common factor is that you can reserve your seats at both of these places and I think people think because they can reserve their seats they don't have to that doesn't make sense either. Typically, if you don't, if you if you can reserve your seat, you don't go early, do you? Right. No. And you would yeah. if you was gonna get a drink. Like, I just think it'd be so rare that you would. Oh, let's get a drink in the theater. I could say because it would probably be so expensive. And you drinking before you saw the movie. Like, well, you're gonna be able to focus on the movie. Yeah. But again, well, out here we have uh, these arc light cinemas. And every time I've gone to a screening, I'll see at least five to ten uh, people in line getting some wine, and they're allowed to go into the theaters with it. Okay, yeah, see, they don't have that here. You can't take it inside the theater. 
Only because there's kids in there, I guess. Because I, I can imagine. I mean, it's like if you go to a, I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me. Because if you go to an Applebee's or something, they have a bar and there's kids around the bar. What difference does it make? Well, I think the difference is this is a movie theater. Now, again, I think if the screening itself is maybe R-rated, but I can already see, like, for a kid, that would be the ultimate. Have your one buddy who's 21 go and buy the drinks and bring them back in the theater, and he just pass them around to everybody. It seemed like that would be open to some crazy shit. Which, for me, was why, why you wouldn't allow the drinks to be inside the thing unless it was some sort of a 21 or over. Uh, place and and even the, the the thing where I at least the theater that I go to that area where the f- alcohol you can't even walk in there uh, without being twenty one anyway because these kids are crazy man actually I take that back the uh, IMAX theater near me you can't reserve your seats there and there's a bar there too All right. wow well I'll tell you one thing that uh, you probably you wouldn't be able to go unless you're 21. Uh, so let me just read this. This is from Huffington Post. Some people would do anything for a million dollars, even compete to be America's next top porn star. There's a, <laughs> that's the premise behind The Sex Factor, a show that is like American Idol or The Voice, but with a big, big difference. The contestants moan and grunt instead of seeing Rihanna covers. The eight Women 8 Men competition debuts May 19th at xhamster.com porn website and at sexfactor.com. At the end of 10 episodes, one man and one woman will each win 1 million and the right to officially declare themselves a porn star. Uh, this is not a joke. They actually have a trailer up uh, where you can see you know, what you're going to be getting into as you watch this stuff. Um, kinky contestants are judged by adult performers Tori Black, Remy LaCroix, Lexi Bell, what? Asia Akira, uh, and the lone male Karen Lee, I don't know, whose penis is supposedly insured for a million dollars. There's that. Uh, <laughs> whenever you watched American Idol, the audition episodes were the most entertaining. Uh, and this is not any different here. Uh, we're looking for marketable, compelling personalities and want to tell the stories of their failures and follies. Uh, so wow. it's people that go on stage and moan out loud? Well, it's a, no, it's a reality show. It yeah, looks, they go on there and get it on, huh? It looks like it's uh, more, not, it looks more like Big Brother-ish uh, a little bit, but I guess it's got the American Idol factor in it. where You gotta, <laughs> com- you gotta compete. There's a, the clip they show they want they're making everybody make out for the first time. But one of the girls that gets up there, she said, Oh, me and such and you know, Tommy or whatever his name was, you know, we're gonna make out. Even we had never kissed before, but we had already fucked. And then it cuts to a scene of him smashing and then comes back home. I was like, Whoa, what is You know that? what I you know what I thought of? I thought of the was it the last episode of uh Atlanta that I saw? Where they had all them pledges, na- butt naked up in in the um, in the frat house. No, no one's watching con- the line. Con- continue. Uh, the last episode I saw was about kids in middle school with fake fubu. But go right ahead, Q. No, nah, I, I did. Uh, well, okay, maybe I missed last week, but the last one I saw, 
it had uh, uh, Paperboy and Earn um, and I don't know. Lakeith is the actor's name. They went went on to a college tour or something. Yeah, I saw it. We well, go ahead. What, yeah. what was your point? No, my point is that I'm like, is it something like that? What this where it got these guys lined up or some shit like that? It just uh, seems well, strange. Uh, it's 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 an American Idol but porn version. That's that's what it's like. So imagine you have to uh, you judged on your strokes, <laughs> and you know how you get down. Uh, Who, it says uh, it, it says here, <laughs> every guy thinks it's just sex with a hot girl, and if they have problems, they can. Just take a Viagra, he said. Well, it's psychological. If you're not in the right space, Viagra won't work. Sometimes you see a beautiful girl, but she ruins it when she opens her mouth or has bad hygiene. Oh. Or, or smoked right before coming on set. Women inspiring, aspiring to be porn stars may be disappointed when they realize it's not all glamour. You have to work hard all the time to make it. Even traveling on the weekends to far off locations to feature dance in clubs, only to be back on set Monday morning. Ghetto gagging. No, he didn't say that part. <laughs> well, well, well endowed men have an advantage in the business, but only to a point. Size matters, but it's not the only thing, Black said. There are several guys working who aren't huge. However, guys who are extra long do have an advantage of angling their penis to the most visually appealing positions. Guys who are smaller have to do shorter strokes. Um, so there you go, man. Uh, if you're interested now, in that sort of thing, definitely check that out. We talked a few, well, last month about, we were talking about if somebody has a certain movie on their bookshelf, you might want to get the fuck out their house. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, if you know somebody who's actually sitting down and watching this, you might want to leave them alone. <laughs> wow. Hey, man, reality shows are probably very popular. You know, they got them on all different topics. I mean, what about fucking? I guess the person that watches this is, is the person who, when they were young, they actually did buy Playboy for the articles. I mean, I don't, if I want to see porn, just show me the porn. I don't need to see how you made it. <laughs> I don't need that. So you're saying that the person who just watches porn to just watch porn, we should you should stay at their house? No, I'm saying if you're... <laughs> oh, no, I'm saying I can understand having a healthy... Wanting to see something that's por- pornographic because you're into sex. Ha- wanting to see the behind the scenes of it, that's... Me. Well, it's not more so behind... It's like who... You want to just like watching singers, like you want to see the com- competition. It's like, oh, okay. I, I don't. Where do we, I can vote? You can vote for the, yeah, we call in and vote for, you know, uh, uh, Q, Q Dong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and they, you know, they probably got a Simon Cowell type of. You know, what's what's that one dude? That ain't it, dog. You didn't stroke it. Oh, dog. Randy Jackson. <laughs> Randy <laughs> Jackson and a girl. Good dog. <laughs> oh, they have porn they ran off or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now the Paul other group. Well, let me show you how to do it. <laughs> That's a hell of a concept. <laughs> the sex factor. 
Oh, gosh. You're very quiet there, Aunt. I forgot you're religious, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just like that. Okay. <laughs> I believe in then you guys dig your own holes. Pause. Uh, sounds, uh-huh. like you got a, sounds like you got a mouthful over there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike. Mike, damn. <laughs> Don't be so mean. Uh. Man, my, my senses are heightened right now because, but anyway. Anyway, I, that, that, that was just something funny. Uh, don't judge me. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Last thing I got up here. This is, man, this is a lesson learned. Uh, lesson learned for everybody. Kevin Hart. Alleged sex tape extortionist was a close friend. Now, remember a few months ago, the sex tape dropped on Kevin Hart. He was banging some chicks in a car or a hotel or something. He, it wasn't his wife. He was banging some other chicks. And every, but how, every, how did the tape get made? Well, he was rec- right, yeah. Every time At the time, everyone said, oh, the, the girls did it. You know, she's doing this as a come up, trying to extort money. And she was like, no, nah, I didn't do that. Well, comes to find out it was one of his closest homies, uh, Jonathan Todd Jackson. Punk. Uh, he faces two felony counts, attempted extortion and extortion by threatening letter. Now, what's called about this is this guy, you can see that him and Kevin are really close because there are instances where Kevin would go on uh, film shoots and demand that uh, they called him TJ or JT would be in these commercials with him. Like whoever they, Oh, he had another actor for that job. Well, no, nah, I ain't doing it. If, if JT ain't going to get put on too. So he was putting them up on different movies, such as SWAT. Think like a man too. And I think there was a Coca-Cola commercial that he stars in with Kevin. And this is your man. You know, Kevin out there doing wrong. But, you know, it's bro code. But your man's the one filming you and then put the tape out on you and extorting you for some money. That's got to be one of the lowest things ever, man. That's crazy. This is like, I'm going to use Entourage here. This is like Johnny Drama blackmailing Vince. You know. Johnny Drama, what was that? I said it would be like that. Oh, 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 oh. It yeah. didn't happen, but it'll be like that because Vince was always putting drama in, in everything he did. Yep. Karen put this JT, jackass. Put him out there. You know, I'm not going to do it unless my boy does it. And then he turns around and does this. You know, that's an ass whipping at the very minimum. And hopefully you go to, pr- go to prison behind it and get, you know, butt fucked. Whoa. He earned it. Can't turn on your boy like that, man. Didn't this happen with a basketball player in a hotel room where his man taped him or something? And I forget what he taped him doing. Was he smoking or something? I forget. No, he was talking about some other girl or something. I kind of remember this now. It was a lady. Oh, that was dude. the locker room. Yeah, that was yeah. the locker room. No, it wasn't lock. Yeah, maybe it was a lot. I thought it was in a hotel room. He was talking. He was, he was talking, you know, to quote Michael, he was talking greasy. And this guy shot it and put it out. Oh, you guys talking about D'Angelo Russo and Nick Young. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a new, new generation, man. 
Gotta I'm trying to understand how did the guy get the camera in the room with, and the woman wasn't a part of the setup. How did he get the camera in the room? Well, he probably had his phone. He was in there, standing in there. That's his boy. Yeah. I mean, go ahead and do that, man. I got you. Damn. Okay, listen. I'm so, I'm not a Puritan. I'm not approved. But you don't be fucking in front of even in front of your fans. What? Come close the damn door. It's a different gender. It's a different lifestyle, man. I mean, Kevin Hart's not a, is he, I'm not young, but is he that much of a different generation from us? Oh, he is from yeah. me. Yeah. He is from me. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I mean, again, again he's already doing, you're doing wrong already, so, but, so there's already, there's multiple chicks in there going raw. You got a pregnant wife at home. You're already in the mix of whatever he's doing, and then your man's in there holding you down, supposedly holding you down. But he taping, <laughs> and while you out of your mind, he taping. His man was probably in there. Yo, man, don't let me get. I'm, I'm, I'm on one right now. I'm, I'm on these mollies and blah 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 blah. You banging holes. Watch my back. I got you, Kev. Do your thing. You the money man. I can't let nothing happen to you because you the bankrolling the whole thing. That's why are we here. Okay, I got you. And now he's like, oh, I'm about to come. Get, let me get this nigga. Yeah, got why did they get the tape, nigga? Man, it was like just like on uh, Minister Society. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. fuck that. I don't hear about no Kevin, nigga. Wait till they get this tape, nigga. Chauncey. Chauncey, yeah. Chauncey. Hating ass. That's your man. I mean, did he have, I wonder, did he fall out with them? And then was like, oh, I'm about to extort this nigga. Or was he trying to do it? And the, man, Kevin, that's fucked up. Who doing this to you? And then like sending them a letter. <laughs> Talking about pay this money to this man. You got a new letter in the mail, Cap. Mm. See this shit? Wow, that's crazy, man. That's that's low. That's that's some low shit, man. Mm. Fredo, man, that's a Fredo move. Mm, mm, mm. That's why Kevin. He just need to get it together, man. His whole he's off. He's on violation. His squad's on violation. It's time to come to God, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is your own peoples. That's one where you got to get like the old Romans. That the kids have to pay a price for that. <laughs> you were taking out your kids for that one. The, the stain of the elders is on your kids. <laughs> stain of the elders. All right, I'll pause. Pause on that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's 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 a wild situation, man. But you know, that's what happens when you put yourself in these. Compromising positions. Uh, you, you, you don't. You, you're putting yourself out there. You letting. There's always somebody that could mess it all up. It's just like if you was in drugs and stuff. That's why I never understood why how you could have like a big drug empire because really just one person could ruin your whole thing. That's right. You know you have no control over what the next person gonna do. One disgruntled knucklehead can take it all down. Yeah. It's all, it, it happens in every mob movie, yep. every gangster, just about every gangster movie. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of that, did you guys see that new trailer for the Superfly movie? Uh, From what I remember of it, it looks like garbage. I have to see this now. It looks so hilarious. They're doing all the, is the part where he dodges a bullet. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> oh, they're trying to, and they're and they trying to throw like that Matrix I guess, is it Joel Silver? I guess he's a producer of this. So it said, you know, one of the things, produced by the producer of The Matrix. And then they show him doing all this kung fu and shit. And like there's that one part where he, 
and now you know, now they sort of show you the story, like the cartel is sort of trying to take over his operation, and uh, the guy is trying to shoot him in the head, and he just dodges real quick, and the bullet shoots some girl behind him or something. I was like, oh come on, <laughs> I, I got to see this looks so ridiculous. <laughs> I saw it because um, it's directed by a music video guy, right? I forget it. He yes. has the weird name, stage name, Little X or something like that. Is it Little X? I think I it's, it, was, it goes by Director X now, but okay, okay, okay. It reminded me of like Belly, mm-hmm. all flash and visuals, no, no comprehensive story. Yeah, 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 definitely. It kind of looks like Empire, a little bit. Like the newer trailer shows you more what the story is supposedly about. Again, some kid who he was mentored by OG. And he creates this, you know, drug family. No, actually, no. He looks like he's hacking, doing Bitcoin or something, some sort of illegal Bitcoin type thing. And uh, <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous. Superfly, I, I can't understand it. But they gonna make they gonna they gonna remake everything. All right. Anything else? Go ahead. I'm surprised oh. they haven't redone Shaft again because. What was, the remake came out, what, about 15 years ago now? I swear I heard they were going to be doing another one. Oh, I'm out of jail. Yeah, that's right. Um, Samuel Jackson was supposed to be coming back to play the original Shaft, and it's going to be, I think, his son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think there's actually a picture now that you say that. They got the original, original Shaft, Samuel Jackson, and then this newer, newer one. Who's playing the son, you know? Anybody know? Uh, I can't remember. Probably no name, right? Probably. Anything else? I have to commend and give props to the YouTube web series Cobra Kai. (laughs) That show was awesome. Any Karate Kid fans? From the original? Yeah, the original Karate Kid. Have you seen the whole thing? Yes, I watched it all yesterday. You went ahead and uh, subscribed to the Red portion for this the show is that good oh shit they give you that well well i mean to be fair they gave you one month free so it costs okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> well i have youtube red so I mean, maybe i'll take a look at it i mean if you if you remember the first film and you you liked it they pick up well they play into all of that um they make you start off thinking that Johnny Lawrence is the star and that Daniel LaRusso was going to be a big player. And then apparently he's a full series regular. Um, they have the kids with their team melodrama, but actually it's good, which I'm like, CW, how the hell can you get these writers? It happened back in that first film and it was dope. I enjoyed it. I know Ralph Macchio was like, thank you, God, YouTube Red. <laughs> No, no, William Zabka. <laughs> that dude needed so he ain't had a hit since '85. Man, because my, my my ceiling just caved in, and <laughs> these people talking about ten grand. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was it was a dope. It was funny. It was dope. It, it had a brother emotional because you know they were showing uh, Mr. Miyagi and playing into all of the lore from the first film. They had you angry at both of the motherfuckers because they were okay. Here's okay. Here's the thing. I got I got to say this. If you've ever been bullied or was a loser in high school, 
And then you come up, you know, win a karate tournament. Let's just say whatever. Go to college, whatever. And 30 years later, your ass is married with two kids, have a thriving business. Why the fuck are you still mad about what the hell happened in high school? Niggas need to learn to let that shit go. Like, damn. That shit just bothers me. Like, I'm just watching it like, dude, that shit was 30 years ago. You winning. Why are you still mad at this this boy whipped your ass in high school? Like, take the L. You won. <laughs> He beat him back then. Exactly. He still can't get over that L he took on the beach. Once a buster, always a buster. I don't know. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel, yeah, you watch that, you're just going to look at Daniel Lewis and like, dude, let that shit go. You won. You're winning. Now, can I be conspiracy brother for a second? Oh, here we go. Go ahead. I'm going to step off for one quick second. I don't understand. Why couldn't we see a grown-up Jaden Smith and uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, what, who's the Asian actor who, who uh, played uh, Miyagi? Jackie, and, uh, Jackie Chan? Jackie Chan. What's up with that? Well, here's the thing. Not a lot of people oh. like that version and everybody loves the original. And the uh, People think Karate Kid, they don't think Jaden Smith. Sorry. Oh, don't. All right. I think they would, They would. as much as I love Jackie Chan, I would have been like, let's resurrect Pat Morita or use yes. some GI. Yes. <laughs> Get him back. Yeah, so there's no conspiracy on that one. Let's face it, Jaden Smith brings something. Don't say off. it. What am I going to say? Why are my wait, wait, wait. What am I going to say? Why am I clowning on Jaden Smith? See, A, you assume I'm going to clown. Yeah. B, you don't know shit. Now, what I was going to oh. say was Jaden... <laughs> brings something else off camera to this role. You know, when Machio did the role, he wasn't nobody. Jaden was already a name because of who he is. Uh You know, so it's not like he really built the role up. And you could also say, why didn't he just have the girl do it? Uh, What was her name? Hillary Swank? Hillary Swank, yeah. Nobody remember that. Nobody remember that. Keep it. Yeah, but you, I, you, once you brought it up, yes. <laughs> Again, you know, there's only one way to go with this. And that was with you know, Machio and uh, the guy who was probably on, living under an overpass. Now, to be fair, I, I recently watched the Jaden Smith Karate Kid, and I was like, damn, you know what? This, I think we a little harsh on it. This film is actually not bad. Said, I want to say that. Everybody I know that saw that film, I didn't see it. But everybody now, I know that saw it says it was... Uh, was good. Who played the mother? Um, not Rush Regina P. King. Now, now, I'm a, now, don't get too hyped because Jaden and Taraji weren't the best part of that film. The best part of that film was the Asian kids and Jackie Chan. You know, and especially the the Asian the, the Asian um, karate dojo. They were badass. I liked them. The kid that was beating the shit out of Jaden, he was dope. But yeah, it's about Daniel and Cobra Kai and Mr. Miyagi. That's what people remember from the Karate Kid franchise. But isn't Pat Morita dead? But I'm still, they still remember Mr. Miyagi. But who played that role? And uh, who played they didn't that? have that role? They didn't have that role. They, you know, they acknowledged that he had passed. They actually brought the mother back, <laughs> Daniel's mother back. Oh, she got a payday too. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. When she showed up, I was like, what the... F-? I'm like, wow, still alive, okay. Well, I wonder who pitched that. Like, 
<laughs> Ralph, Ralph Macchio. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, what Zepka did. <laughs> Which, uh, my other thing is, is I want to know, because I could have sworn the first time they did this was on How I Met Your Mother, where they talked about how Daniel was the real villain <laughs> and uh, Johnny was the real hero. And then it spiraled into that that short um, YouTube video where they were explaining how Daniel was a psychotic. And then it became this show. I'm like, did how I get how I met your mother get paid off of that? Because they're the ones that kind of revived that old thing. I don't know if they got a little taste, a little, a little something over there. Hmm. Well, then again, it's YouTube, right? How much money can it be making? Well, YouTube has a ton of money, so. But I don't Wait know how much pay for this. Okay, I got a question. When you said that, when you were talking about, dude, why are you still uh, salty about something that happened 30 years ago? Were you talking about Daniel or uh, the Daniel? The Daniel. He, well, you, you have to watch the, the, the show, but Daniel still, he's like, okay, that Johnny, he's a bad guy. You won't believe what he did to me. Cobra Kai, that's bad. No, you won't believe what he did to me. It's just like, dude, that shit was 30 plus years ago. Johnny Lawrence is a fucking loser. He's a handyman, uh, drunk. And it's like, <laughs> you, you're winning. And you're over there like, oh, I, I don't care that he ain't shit today, but back then. So I don't want to see him win now. And it's just like, Dude, what you you don't to me is like you're the one holding on to that shit. That dude just trying to move on with his life. Now he's probably a little salty because, you know, you if you watch the show, he he still kind of got a thing for that girl Allie, uh, um, Johnny does, and you know he he got embarrassed. You know he lost the girl and he lost his karate championship. So I can see him. And on top of that, Daniel is a success now. So I can see his animosity, bitter, being a little jealous. Yeah. But Daniel LaRusso, I'm like, why the fuck are you still like holding on to what the dude did to you 30 years ago? We, you're trying to, you, you got to watch the show. I don't want to give all that away. We got to watch how Daniel was acting because he was still holding on to this guy did this to me and he's no good. And I'm like, that shit was 30 years ago. You're a handyman and a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean he, he wasn't shit. Seriously, he wasn't shit. He wasn't. But he, well, how- he still had them hands, though. I give him that. How did he get the money to op- to reopen up the dojo then? Gotta watch it. Gotta watch the show. Going for my because I'm not gonna send my kids to learn martial arts from a handyman and a drunk. <laughs> but, okay, so if you watch the trailer, so I'm not giving anything away. What happens is, is all these losers. Well, I don't want to call them losers, but they they show called them losers. These loser nerd outcasts at the high school. They're getting picked on. They run to him to learn karate. So he's just like, well, fuck, I can make some money off this, so I might as well do it. All right. Wow. All right. Well, before we go further, somebody, uh, Mike, Ant, you know, talk a little bit about YouTube Red. What is, how much original programming are they doing over there with that now? I hadn't been up on it till I actually subscribed. They have a lot of shit. Now, so far, that's the only show that's worth a damn to me because I went through all of their uh, their list of categories and the list of shows, and none of it jumps out to me that I, that I must watch. But they have the money to spend because they're trying to compete with the Amazons and the Netflix and the Hulus because there's, you know, yeah, they have YouTube, but they, they want to monetize it. As, I mean, monetize a subscription base. Yeah, I've I've never watched any of the YouTube Red shows. I only have it because I have Google Play, so they give it to you as part of it. Um, the only thing I like about it is you don't see any ads when you watch videos on YouTube. So 
that's I actually didn't even know they had shows to be honest with you because I never uh, watch any of their stuff. But and I, the thing is, I do that, get some money from them though. And the thing is, is that YouTube is in a supremely great position because they don't actually have to spend money on content because people are willingly uploading content to their platform that they're monetizing. But they found a, you know, with the subscription, get away with the ads, and you know, watch these other shows. Yeah, I, I, yeah. For I don't even know how it works, but they do have. Um, there's a revenue thing involved. I mean, the Prince podcast makes some money from YouTube Red. I, I guess they show the videos on there. So there's like two different things. You know, you get paid from regular people watching it, and there's a whole different one for YouTube Red. You know, it's not as much as the other one, but. It is substantial enough that I keep it. <laughs> Shout out to them. Drunk? I'm a happy <laughs> look, that, that, look, man. That's what came into my head. All right. right. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to wrap this thing <laughs> up here. But uh, before we do, we'll let you know where you can find us online. Q-Storm, where can they find you? You can find me on realqstorm.com, R-E-E-L, qstorm.com. You can find me on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, if you go search Red Shirts, I just put up a new uh, Red Shirts podcast. Uh, you, can, you can download that from iTunes. Um, and you can catch you can catch a ton of other videos if you go to realqstorm.com. And you can also see my latest review of The Avengers which I'm going to go see again tomorrow. All right, Mr. Ampoo. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and head over to uh, QA at YouTube and check out our uh, list of podcasts. Take any comments and all. What's up with the QA, man? Yeah. Uh, we can talk about that off air. Oh. A little personal. Here we go. We're going here. All right, Mr. Big Sexy and Zach. Well, in the midst of my political intrigue, which we will talk about off air, um, I'm still at Twitter. Just had a little break. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> you about to say, you still, still at Pornhub. I mean, whoa, not that account. <laughs> what are you doing on the side? Snap to the side like, who that? Okay. <laughs> still at Twitter under WSE Mark and Facebook under Mark Wiggins and... I'm going to I'm gonna use the Anthony phrase here, so hopefully I'm doing it right here. Got a little shine this week. Got a little, uh, do a little flossing. Your boy is now a member of the United States Supreme Court Bar Association. Wow. That is members only. In order to become a member, <laughs> must be nominated by a judge and two other existing members. And then you get voted on. I am now one of them now. So, at some point, if I decide to make the move to the bench, this just makes it a whole lot easier. Wow. Congratulations, man. Can you tell them not fucking around with Roe v. Wade, please? You know, I don't think that's going to get overturned simply because a lot of the people who are in those seats now are giving the vibe that they're not going until Trump is out of office. So I don't think they want, I don't think anyone wants Trump, you know, appointing new uh, Supreme Court justices. 
So, so Q, you got like a side chick that you need to make sure that that's an option for or something? Whoops. Wow. <laughs> Said that shit on air too, huh? Wow. <laughs> What if my answer had been yes? <laughs> I'm just uh, saying, I was just out of, this just seemed out of nowhere. Like, hey, make sure they don't fuck with abortions. Well, I believe that every woman has a right to, uh, to choice. As opposed and I to slavery. Well, uh, you know. <laughs> no, I hear you, Q. I mean, this, that, that's the show. <laughs> we, people go at each other here. <laughs> all in love I would hopefully say ladies and gentlemen man I apologize if this show was a little choppy or not I'm over here dying I gotta get this taken care of so man get your ass to the dentist what you doing I know man I it's a lot going on but anyway ladies and gentlemen we appreciate you listening to the show and sticking with us I hope you found this entertaining of course, you can always find us at podcastjuice.net and also on different social media platforms uh, such as Twitter and or Facebook. So with that, work it like a job. Also, the new one is the Bogart Theory. My name is Michael Dean. We out of here. Peace.